Welcome to Sports, 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 the Ohio State University of Sports and Culture, coming to you from beautiful Loveland, Colorado, and the sketchy part of Brooklyn. It's the boys from the Radio Cure, filling in tonight for Reed, Rowdy, and Snoop. With me tonight, my co-host, the Interrobang, the passionate one, and the man who cares nothing about sports, Jerry. Hi. And the colon... My name is Nate. Gentlemen, episode 64, how are we? Uh, we're great. <laughs> I'm not super clear on what an interrobang is, but... Uh... <laughs> an bang is the, the um, exclamation point and the question mark in one... Oh. Um, have you seen one of those things? I use them a lot in, uh, via text message. Right? It's a beautiful thing. It was, uh, it was ahead of its time, really. But um, what comes you're kind of doing double duty, I feel like. What, what comes first, the explanation point or the question mark? Well, they're sandwiched together in a true interrobang. No, I know, but I'm saying, is it exclamation point question mark or question yes. mark explanation? Okay. I think it's uh, exclamation point question mark. See, I think because I always do it Because you're excited first. You're excited about I feel like it's a question, question first. Well, it's a question, but it's a question you're excited about. Right, so that my order right. is correct. No, I don't hmm. think so. Okay. Well, this is the kind of great analysis to get over at our podcast. And if you're looking for your regular crew, uh, head over, over to there. Uh, it's the Radio Care, where we talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. But this week, the Sports 3X boys will take you through the best and the worst of athletes turned musicians. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and our website, theradiocurepod.com. Uh, I think you're gonna like that episode, Jer. It's it's pretty funny. High high T from Reed. High T. That, that's good. That's good. He's gonna. We gotta bring up the levels on our show. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, they they uh, they take the um, no swearing training wheels off, and they good. Uh, you see a side of Rowdy that um, you mm. know the listeners might be interested in. He he really shines in this episode. Get it's it's high T and high Rowdy. Uh, I am I am all episode. in on this. It's going to be the first episode of our show that I ever listen to. <laughs> it's going to be great. What's <laughs> going? I was surprised. I was surprised uh, of the different athletes that tried their hand at um, music. That's a good concept. I read that and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that that's a good topic. And then I was like, wait, I don't even know who did that, but it seems like a real thing. So I, I'm jazzed to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we're kind of uh, doing that as well. You know, music guys trying our hand at sports this week. Uh, we're big sports fans, probably yeah. not in the same vein uh, that the regular boys are. No. We're a bit of uh, self-proclaimed sports hipsters because we do the soccer and the basketball mainly. Yes, yes. All the b- basketball, I mean, they're both on the up and up. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't watch football. Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and your and your Chargers are doing well this year. Well, I abandoned them after they moved from San Diego. That was the beginning of the end you of my football them. fandom. Yeah, yeah, I forgot your team moved. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, an well. unfortunate thing. And I, well, I, we have I, a- I predicted immediately too that they'd be like really good, which they kind they're well. I mean, they're still inconsistent and have a weird coach, but <laughs> they're they're pretty they're good kind this of, year, of course. Now that I've um, tuned out. Yeah, yeah, they're they're playing in a um, soccer specific stadium. 
Yes. Uh, right now. Did you know that? I did know that. In Carson, California. Yeah. That's like uh, 90% away fans, from what I have heard, at most of the games. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chargers Nation. Yeah. <laughs> Going strong. Not, none of them live in San Diego. <laughs> or LA. I mean, no one went to the games in San Diego either, so I guess it's not that much different. <laughs> God, how depressing. Uh, all right, Jerry. So how about some sports? Should we give, our, give it a shot? Let's do it. We already, right, we'll we already kind of started. Yeah, we did. We're going to start with some headlines here. Uh, ESPN cited an NFL source saying that Browns would like to interview Condoleezza Rice for mm. its head coaching position, which would make her the first woman ever to be considered for an NFL head coaching job. Uh, she's an amazing person, an anonymous source told ESPN of Rice. But shortly after that, the ESPN story posted online, Dorsey, the um, general manager of the Browns, uh, released a statement calling Rice a great leader who possesses the highest possible character. Uh, Rice issued a statement in return. She says, one doesn't have to play the game to understand and motivate players. I love the Browns, and I know they will hire an experienced coach to take us to the next level. It is time to develop a pool of experienced women coaches. I'm not ready to coach yet, but I would like to call a player or two next season if the Browns need ideas. And at no time will I call for a prevent defense. Nice. <laughs> Throw, throwing some shade there. Throwing some serious shade. Uh, <laughs> couple uh, thoughts here. Um, one, uh, she would not be worse than Hugh Jackson. No. They very recently <laughs> fired. Back on the Bengals. Woo! To, yeah. As a special <laughs> consultant, is that right? Yeah, they haven't played the Browns yet, so mm-hmm. he just he just wants them in to get the insight. As if Hugh Jackson had any idea what was going on in the Browns organization either. Right? I don't yeah, know what like they might be. as well bring one of us in there. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> now, here's my other thought: If uh, you're you're plucking old uh, George W. Uh, staffers for coaching mm-hmm. jobs, isn't the move uh, Cheney? Like he's essentially Bill Belichick, right? Oh yeah, I can. Yeah, that's a great like, one. What would the difference he's be? Of, he's absolutely a, a Bill Belichick. I don't know if Belichick has ever shot anyone on a hunting trip. Mm, but, perhaps not. Um, although he did draft Aaron Hernandez, so that's like kind of <laughs> close. Very <laughs> <laughs> true. We'll have to. We'll get a old uh, uh, Corey correspondent. That's his name, right? We'll get him on this. Yeah. <laughs> bring in, bring, bring in Corey correspondent on this, but yeah, dude, Cheney, that that would be the pick. That's the and move. Come on. Also, if you're gonna, you know, have a, a woman be a head coach, I would not start with the Browns. I mean, that is, I, I feel like we always yeah. stack the decks against, deck against our women. Uh, when they come into a field, yeah, that's I mean, a, but that's it, just it, insulting. Yeah, like you're trying to break the glass ceiling, like the glass <laughs> ceiling of the Browns. That's really, really high. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, I guess maybe there would be low expectations, but you know, give give her the even the Bengals or like uh, the Ravens or you know some sure. some mid level team at least. Yeah, somebody five hundred. Yeah, not someone <laughs> like a team that is just doomed to fail. In perpetuity, they are. That is a. That is just a truism of that area in general. <laughs> D- doomed to fail. What? 
I don't understand why this was even brought up, honestly. Like, I read about oh, it. A little splash, I think. Yeah. I know she's big into football, I guess. She was on the um, selection committee a couple of years ago for college. Oh, I think, I, yeah, I think I remember hearing that. Uh, it's a University of Denver alum, too. That's oh, is she? Something. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, that's a prestigious school. My old, my old neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. University there. Um, all right, number two. Number three, Notre Dame, and number 12, Syracuse, face off in a Shamrock Series matchup held in Yankee Stadium. The Fighting Irish wore special edition Yankees-inspired pinstripe uniforms for Saturday's game. Did you did you get a look at these? I did. I, uh, I Googled it. I did not watch the game. Um I get the Irish part of Notre Dame. What makes this a Shamrock series? Is there some sort of Irish connection to Syracuse? No, I think it's just that they play in other places other than South Bend. So it's the it's the ones that they play abroad. It's the <laughs> Shamrock series. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, it was, the, it was the pants that were pinstripe, right? They had like the navy blues. Yeah, I don't, what are you going to do with that? Who's going to buy the pants? Right, you know, this if is, you're going to try to sell jerseys. Yeah. How are you going to sell jerseys? There's just two little pinstripe arms on it. I felt like they should have just gone for it all the way and like those tight uh, long sleeves that the guys wear. Yeah. Um, put like a wood grain on them and like a Louisville slugger symbol on it so their mm. arms would be mm-hmm. the base uh, the baseball bats yeah and then like the wide receiver gloves you could you could have them brown so they look like mitts and then paint the ball white mm. and where the white yes. stripes are you put the black uh, the red x's mm. <laughs> i like that i i like that idea for the ball i say for the uniforms you wear straight up yankee baseball uniforms with football pads under them yeah i think that's I, the move. <laughs> Literal baseball <laughs> uniforms with football Make sure pads. cotton so they can breathe. Well, mm-hmm. and I feel like the the baseball, the old-timey baseball pants would be perfect. I don't know why they didn't have stirrups. That was a, They could have just uh, had, like, stirrup socks. Yeah. I think That's that would have looked. That would have added a little something to it for me. I just feel, didn't feel like they went far enough. No, they really have to. That's my problem. They did. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like you have to go... I mean, if you're going to look on. like an idiot, which they all did, <laughs> like, just just go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, supposedly Twitter blew up and people were yeah. making all kinds of comments about how <laughs> they should, the selection committee should hold uh, Notre Dame's uniforms against them. And, mm. uh, one guy said the Notre Dame jerseys look like something my dad would order off a Facebook ad and wear to <laughs> Disney World. Ah, uh. that's very <laughs> <that's pretty> funny. <laughs> uh, Whoever designed the Notre Dame uniforms will need to go attend confession for the night. See, that's a uh, Catholic joke. Oh, Catholic joke. Well, in on those. Mm-hmm. Usually those are uh, mm-hmm. more about um, uh, inappropriate uh, actions with children. So it's nice. That's a nice, clean Catholic joke. I was. I was I was trying to figure out how to fit that in there. It's about like the Yankees. Just, just like the Catholics know. do. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, what are you yanking on, huh? Mm. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, like, if they wouldn't play in Paul Brown Stadium, um, I, I think they had the gold helmets, and then they put the black stripes on it, the tiger stripes for the Bengals. That's that would be cool. Look. Yeah. Right? Gold hey, helmets with, can... the ba- with the Bengal stripes on it? 
That would be fun. See, that, that that's like, yeah, that's a more like natural adaptation of another look. Carmelo Anthony is parting ways with the Houston Rockets just 13 games into his tenure with the franchise, mm. of which he played 10. The team announced on Wednesday Anthony signed with the Rockets for the veterans minimum this summer after he was traded by the Oklahoma City Thunder and subsequently waived by the <laughs> Atlanta Hawks. He immediately accepted a bench role in Houston, but the teams come out of the gates playing poorly on both sides of the ball and uh, part of the solution in the Rockets' eyes is to get rid of him. That's where we're at with Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I mean, he really fell off a cliff. Like, he was genuinely great. Like, I mean, it was a while ago. Like, I don't know what the age demographic is for this podcast, but if you're, like, 20 or under, like, you might only vaguely remember that Carmelo Carmelo Anthony was actually good. Yeah. So where was he? Where did he shine? In Denver? Yeah, he was he was very good in Denver, uh, and then essentially, if I remember right, kind of demanded that he get moved to the Knicks because he wanted to play in New York. Yes, I guess his wife had something to do with that decision as well. And the Knicks are just such mm-hmm. a disaster of an organization that of like, of course, it went poorly. Like, no yeah. one thrives there. Um, but yeah, it and I mean, he he had like good years at the Knicks, but the team was such a disaster that mm-hmm. they. They never went anywhere. I think, like, with the Nuggets, they made it to the conference finals once and got thumped by the Lakers, if I remember right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just really dropped off. Like, a lot of these superstars can kind of linger around little roles and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. like, is he just going to be out of the league now? Like, what? Is, what where does he go from here? Mm-hmm. No, I think he's. I think he's hosting a podcast on the Ringer or something. Yeah, you know, right. next year. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even think he makes a desk job. Um, but I mean, do you feel like sometimes that being on a team that tanks just kind of like ruins the athlete? Kind of ruins their like. I can see that. It's probably you know, like how to win or something. Yeah, or you just get like discouraged in a rut probably depends on your personality i guess yeah it just kind of takes the fight out of the dog you know just to be on a losing team so many years in a row yeah it's weird like i i mean it would have made perfect sense if he like settled into like being a productive bench player but he's like almost like unemployable as a basketball player now (laughs) he's only like 34 33 34 i think yeah, I mean, he's got some six-man use left in him. You would some think, bench, but it doesn't seem time. like that's actually the case. <laughs> no, he must be poisoned in the locker room, too. Yeah. All right, what time is it? Uh, it's about 9.02. <laughs> Are you supposed to say hot taters? Oh, hot taters. Hot taters! Taters. 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 Am I the ta- I'm the tater in this scenario. You're the tater. You're the tater. I I don't know why they call him tater. I don't either. I feel like maybe me. I uh, I missed an episode. It's like missing an episode of the X Files or uh, mm-hmm. like Lost or something. <laughs> We're like, wait, wait, what did I miss? Yeah. Why is no, he tater? I don't know why. I don't think I don't know if they've ever given us the tater origin story. We want the tater origin story. We're demanding yeah, it right but- now. Bring it back. Have Corey Correspondent look into it for us. 
Yes, Corey Correspondent should investigate the Tater origin story. Get on it, Corey. Yeah. He can come. Uh, Corey Correspondent can come on the Radio Cure to explain it if need yeah. be. I just, I just want to know. Yeah. I just want to hear. I just want to hear the Tater origin story. Now, does this really work with a gimmick? Since I act as a gimmick, since I actually pay attention to sports, I'm the, I'm the Tater, but I actually pay attention to this stuff. No, no, this doesn't work at all as a gimmick. This is, uh, this no. is failed. This is, failed from ruined. the beginning. This is fine. <laughs> okay, good. But well, I wanted we'll, to do a few lines. We'll just yeah, we'll just roll with it. I just want to. I wanted to talk about a few games coming up this week. Now, this may be posted on Turkey Day. Um, it's coming out Turkey Day week. Can I Turkey say Day that? week. Is that a thing to say Turkey Day week. <laughs> Turkey Day week. Band name? Yeah, sure. I think I think Turkey Day week. <laughs> TD Dubs. <laughs> All right, uh, the first hot tater we got here, um, the game that is almost too offensive to play on Thanksgiving, Redskins at the Cowboys. Yes, uh, very problematic. The line is <laughs> very problematic. For, I guess that's just, we're just kind of, and well, and we've handicapped the Redskins too. Uh, also Smith problematic. I don't, can you leg. say handicapped? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, I, you yeah. de- I definitely well, don't think no, you can say like a- handicapped Redskin. <laughs> Okay, sorry. We retarded the Redskins <laughs> by is that better? Perfect. <laughs> uh, by taking away their starting quarterback, it's like using arrows against guns. Really, at this point. Yes. Yes. Guns. And, guns um, always win. The the hungriest player in football, um, Elliot is going to eat it up. Eat it up on Thanksgiving. Get that turkey leg. Get that turkey leg, Elliot. (laughs) Uh, No, but, you know, the Ohio State football team producing great running backs as always. Oh, Ezekiel Elliott, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Noted uh, domestic abuser. um, Pride of the Ohio (laughs) State University. (laughs) (laughs) A long, beautiful tradition. I bet you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I bet your Meyer didn't know anything about that. No, no, he knew nothing. He knew nothing. Uh, <laughs> Urban's clean. Urban's head is jelly. That's why he didn't know anything about anything. I think I actually believe him. He didn't know. He well, I think he forgot how to coach, too, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his, his head's gone to mush. I like this I think theory. he thinks he's playing... And the, yeah, I think he thinks he's playing shortstop. He's, uh, yeah. he's got his hands on his knees, being like, hey, better, 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 hey, hey, better, better, better. Right? It's like that line in Pulp Fiction uh-huh. where he's like, same ballpark. This ain't even the same fucking sport. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Cowboys are uh, giving up seven and a half points. You, you, you uh-huh. have to take the Cowboys. That's my tater pick. That's my hot tater. Yeah, Colt McCoy. Colt Cowboys. McCoy is starting for the Redskins, and you know who they just did, uh, signed as their backup is <laughs> Mark Sanchez. Do you remember him? That's hilarious. Yeah, of course I remember Mark Sanchez. <laughs> the pride of USC. <laughs> the pride of USC. The butt fumble. Yeah, classic. Classic. Go down to infinite. Well, the funny thing is, it's like Colt McCoy. He's he's almost got to be like a. Uh, a cowboy spy with a kind of name like that. Colt. Right. Come on out there, Col- Colt. Col- throw them footballs, Colt. You, you, you throw that football <laughs> till your arm falls off, Colt. 
What is a red skin anyway? Is that a potato? <laughs> nice. We really circled it back to the taters. This is perfect. <laughs> Thank you. We're really, we're really shining on this pod now. We're we're yeah. the new permanent hosts. Loosen it up. <laughs> Loosen up. I agree. Uh, I think you got to take uh, the Cowboys uh, at Jerry's World, especially the way they're playing. They, they just decided to run the ball, which why wouldn't you? You have two very large men behind that line uh, in Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, just just pound that ball. Pound a rock. Pound a rock on T-Day. <laughs> T-Day week. T-Day week. High T. High T on T-Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, team up north uh, at Ohio State. Ohio State, home dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting three and a half points against their rivals. Fun fact, Ohio State has been favored in its past 51 games, the longest such streak in the nation, and one that dates back to the 2015 College Football Playoff Championship. I bet you Elliot will remember that. Mm. They They were underdogs for two games straight. The first, I think they rolled the tide. Oh, they rolled the tide. They... They rolled the mm. tide, and then they went by and beat. I think Elliot's second team, because you know how Elliot likes to have like, or Reed, sorry, Reed ha- likes to have like five or six teams in every division of every sport. <laughs> right, <laughs> there's only one team per so, division that he does not cheer for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to cover the, all the bases. Yeah, smart, but I think, I think we, th- I think we then went and and beat Reed's second team, the Ohio or the Oregon Ducks. Mm. Yeah, I think he d- he does uh, like in the, the in the championship yeah, that year. Yeah. So that was the last time that we were underdogs. And uh, what do you think about this game? I'm, I'm taking Michigan because long ago, before mm-hmm. um, I believed that no college sports should be televised, um, I became a Michigan fan out of pure spite to my. Uh, one side of my family, just uh, hardcore uh, poison nut supporters, and uh, yeah, there's there's just yeah. a little bit of lingering affection for uh, Michigan for me, so I'm taking Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, another knees on, uh, hands on knees, coach. Oh yes, Gotta get down there. Gotta get down to the level. Gotta see the, what's going on the line. <laughs> <sighs> no, I think this is a trap game for the team up north. I think that um, I think they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I think they're seeing the uh, the playoff here. Yeah. They 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 win this one, and I gotta say, Ohio State looks very shaky. Right, they got very they got all the jelly jelly brain uh, <laughs> abuse denier up there playing shortstop. He's not. He's he's not in a good way. What should we do, Coach? Steal third. <laughs> uh, uh, I, see, I can make fun because I'm on the inner circle. Didn't here. didn't um, Urban Meyer have like a stroke a few like a while back or something? Uh, when he yeah was, no he, he went down for Florida. Urban down worked, worked for Florida. That's that's not the term. Um, no, he had one in Florida, but he just he just went to like he doubled over. Uh, oh, I, I want to say that was in um, the Penn State game or the one after Penn State. It was like about a month ago. See, uh, he's probably having some sort of long-term stroke. His brain is all he fucked is, up. He is. This is true. That that is a true story. Like, there's the, he has got some brain tumor. 
yeah. that is inoperable, and they go in with a giant like Pulp Fiction needle mm. and drain it like every couple of years. Yeah, he's he's past due. <laughs> they actually inject that juice into the running back's legs. So yeah, same thing. <laughs> they're doping. <laughs> they're doping the Ohio State running backs with Urban Meyer's tumor. Yeah, juice. <laughs> <laughs> Highly effective. Used to be you had to uh, fly to Germany to have that procedure done, but there yeah, times have changed. You can't you can't get tumor juice everywhere. That's why he's got such a great uh recruiting uh record. Mm. Is that tumor juice, man? Yeah. Nice complexion too. I don't know if that's related. You can start a Volkswagen with that thing, mm. with that tumor juice. It's very very powerful. <laughs> no, I think this is a trap game. I think Ohio State wins. We have haters number. Oops. I wasn't supposed to say that. What do you mean you weren't supposed to say I'll that? I'll have to bleep that out. Uh, the week of the, the big game, you're not supposed to say the name of that team. You have to say the team up north. Oh, no. Taters. You, keep that in. <laughs> now I'm going to tater that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you tater that. The last tater, and you might be unaware of this one, uh, London Darby. My beloved Chelsea uh, against the Tottenham Hotspur. Mm-hmm. And these are done a little different. Uh, I know. Is this, 30, is this like metric odds? What, what, what is this? Yeah, it doesn't really make too much sense to me, but it, it basically it's percentage chances of a hot, Hotspur win. Tottenham win is 35%. The draw is 28%, and the Chelsea win is 38%. So the, you, can, you can kind of think of Chelsea as slight favorites. Yeah. All right. I am taking uh, Tottenham. Mm. Uh, English. <laughs> English Buffalo Bills. Engl- <laughs> <laughs> uh, essentially the English national team, as I understand it. Uh, mm. Harry Kane. Harry Kane's mm-hmm. there. He's um, mm-hmm. the pride of England, right? The so pride of England. I'm Saved taking them. them in the, in the uh, Nations League this past week. I'm looking at the odds here, 2.83. Again, I do not understand metric betting. <laughs> I, I am that ta- might be I am you give a dollar, them. you get 2.83. I'm taking back. them at 2.83 to win outright. To win outright. Uh, I'm going for a draw. Uh, I think Chelsea is better than Tottenham right now. Tottenham is... Um, there's there's literally an expression that says, that's so spursy. Yes. And it's when... Some somebody has a big lead and then they they just like always just capitulate, just let it go. So it's maybe Brownsy, Spursy and Brownsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always love we always love to play uh, Tottenham, and uh, in the veritable words of uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, "Come on, boys, it's Tottenham." <laughs> come, wait, come on, lads! It's Tottenham. That is that that's, that's is the, so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I probably go for the draw though because Chelsea likes to. It's it's a little tiki taka. Chelsea likes to pass the ball around with not much, not right. much final product. Well, I hope uh, that Ohio State and Chelsea loses this weekend. That's my why do you have such hate for me? I thought we were starting to. <laughs> I thought we were trying to start a, a feud with. Um, 
<laughs> sports, sports, sports. Well, you I'm even a, just started a feud with me. I'm a few large banquet beers deep at this point. The official <laughs> drink of uh, sports, sports, sports. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, when in Rome, I guess. Mm-hmm. When in Anderson. Um, and I just drink them all the time anyway. But that's beside the point. Um, but I, I, I'm just starting feuds with everyone now. <laughs> I'm hot. Come at me, Rowdy. Self-proclaimed <laughs> pavement expert. I love pavement too, god damn it. <laughs> you know what they're really pissed at us about is, is for leaving uh, Madge off the 1994 list. I'm like, it's an Who? indie podcast, guys. Who? Madonna. Oh, yeah, no, that's not applicable. We, uh, we, no. we understand the importance of Madonna. We stick to topic. Yeah. Unlike some podcasts. Come on. But, all right, well... Um, since your topic has to do with basketball, uh, do you just want to start with that? What do you got for us this week? Sure. Um, it's not like totally specific to basketball. Um, it is mostly related to it at this point, but I have never really understood why people are upset with like these dynasties and super teams and mm-hmm. what have you. Um, do you do you are you do you have any feelings about this? It could be any sport, not just basketball. Like, does it bother you when certain teams win all the time or like have a giant payroll like the like late 90s Yankees? Mm-hmm. Does that bother you? It I mean, it kind of used to bother me. I, I, I think so. I, I mean, like Real Madrid has won 11 Champions League. They've won the last yeah. three Champions League. Um, but they've lost their domestic um, uh, leagues uh, all through those years. Haven't even really competed mm-hmm. uh, in them, and so you know it's it's a little harder to define a dynasty in uh, European soccer because you, sure. you're on so many different fronts. You know, I, mm-hmm. I would say um, Manchester United in the '90s. Mm-hmm. I hated that team. Right, and but they were a definite dynasty. They won the they won the treble one. Yeah. Year. And so so like getting back to basketball, like people were really upset when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, right? Yeah. Um I just I don't I don't understand why though. Like I think dynasties are great. Like isn't it like so fun to be able to like root against this? Like as a narrative mm-hmm. it's so fun. And I th- I think one of the issues that people may have is like and where I differ from them is I don't like really have favorite like a favorite team in basketball, for example. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm more in it for like these storylines. But it, it, it's like so fun, like long term to be like, well, who's actually going to beat them? Because someone will at some point and it's going to be like such an exciting moment. Like it was great when yeah. Cleveland beat them a couple years ago. That was pre Durant, but still. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like dynasties that are almost quote unquote homegrown people like mm-hmm. right, and so like yeah. the the first Golden State team pre Durant, I think people really liked that because it was yeah. like these no name guys that made a name for themselves all together coming together mm-hmm. as a collective. Uh, the Yankees feel like they always bought their dynasties. Yeah, um, you know the Patriots. I I would say that the Patriots, especially those first three. That was like this out of nowhere. Oh my goodness, Brady is amazing, right. and and so that was kind of fun. You always felt like they were kind of buying them after that, but or cheating their way to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like some animosity 
there. But no, I, I agree. I think they're good if just to root against them. Right. It's like it's like fun. to, And I, I think the Warriors are like really fun to watch. Like that's great to watch that many extremely talented people on one team. And then the other thing, too, even when it comes to like buying championships, which you can do more in baseball, is, is my understanding because of mm-hmm. how the salary cap works or I guess there isn't technically one. Um, but if you're an owner of one of these teams and you want to spend your money on that, isn't that the object of the sport to win? So what are you supposed to do? Are you not supposed to get these people to come to your team just to make it more fair? That makes no sense to me. Like how I honestly, I honestly think that people are more annoyed with, um, Kevin Durant than they are with Golden State. They're like, Mm. you kind of punked out in trying to beat the dynasty and joined them. And so it's like, that's a, that's a move. Sure. Yeah. And and, I mean, that's fair. But then ultimately still, it's like, well, this is like, this should be an unbeatable team. So isn't it like super exciting to think that someone is going to beat them at some point? I don't know. It just seems, it just seems it makes it fun to watch for me. I might be in the minority. I don't know. No, I think I think for the most part, dynasties are are good because yeah, they only last for a while. There's always somebody who knocks them off, um, and th- there's a lot of dramatic games um, for people getting close and then not getting it. So no, I think I'm with you. I think I'm pro dynasty yeah. at this point. I'm pro dynasty. And if well, can we say that LeBron James is kind of a dynasty in and of himself? Because like the Cavs have won like a half a game this season, correct? And they were in the NBA Finals last year with basically the same team minus LeBron. Yes, it, which yeah, it's really insane that. Because, like, the Lakers are kind of middling right now, but they're, like, probably a little better front to back than the Cavs were last year. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think LeBron's taken this year off, and I don't think that he could take a year off in Cleveland because it's like his hometown. You know, he's always got to play for it. But mm-hmm. you can kick your feet back in L.A., no problem. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, and so he's like, I deserve a tank season. And yeah. uh, I think he's taking his tank season this season. Well, I mean, two days ago, he put up 51. He, like, went f- just Taters. nuts. But <laughs> Well, that's no, what I, I'm saying. Like, he's not – he's only bringing it whenever he kind of, like, feels like it or wants to or, you know. Yeah, and that was like against it. Miami, his old team. So that probably has something to do with it. Yeah. So, greatest basketball player to ever live. That's right. I'm sure From Reed Ohio. will listen to this. <laughs> it is the Ohio State University of podcasts mm-hmm. of sports and culture list. I want it to be noted for the record. I did not sign off on that. <laughs> I don't want to be ostracized from, from the sports, uh, sports, sports community. My other option was to say something that Reed would like, which was uh, the ancient mound builders of uh, sports and culture. Yes, yes, yes. That was my <laughs> other option to go with. I decided for the dig because they kind of shared our 1994 playlist a little bit. Oh, that's so rude. I know, isn't it? Well, and you know, rude. I always 
uh, wanted to start a podcast feud with them because I thought it would be fun. I could never like think of a natural way to do it, but after uh, this episode, when we lose them all of their listeners, it might happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, um, speaking of super teams, dynasties, uh, there is a super league. Uh, proposed uh, for uh, soccer, almost like a, a, a franchise system. And this is uh, my topic. According to Der Spiegel, several clubs, including Real Madrid and five Premier League teams, have discussed forming a 16-team European Super League that could begin as soon as 2021. As part of their plans, the clubs allegedly discussed an option for leaving the national leagues and their football associations behind entirely. Der Spiegel says it has seen a binding term sheet sent on 22nd October of 2018 by the firm Key Capital Partners to Real Madrid's present president Florentino Perez suggesting that the La Liga club would be joined by Barcelona, Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Bayern Munich, Juventus, Milan, and Paris Saint-Germain, that's PSG, in the European Super League and would not face relegation for 20 years, essentially creating a franchise system. Uh, according to the document, uh, further five clubs, Atletico Madrid, Borussia Dortmund, Marseille, Inter, and Roma would also appear as initial guests. I am so out on this. This seems like a terrible idea. This seems like some sort of bastardization of like an American system uh, yeah. trying to work over here in Europe, over there in Europe. This is awful. Like we've, I don't know, I don't ever remember the things we talk about on our podcast, but I feel like we've at least touched on it. I know we have in real life that relegation mm -hmm. is so perfect and would be great in American sports. Oh my God. Basketball is the perfect sport for relegation. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, like Aston Villa were relegated, Sunderland were relegated, Stoke were relegated, all of these teams that were kind of stalwarts of the Premier League got relegated. And then, you know, you have those nights where Man City um, only needs a three points to, you know, seal the title. And, you know, they go to. Huddersfield and uh, yeah. Huddersfield, you got a draw in, in like stymie the big clubs, you know, there's all of these like underdog stories because you essentially have dynasties, right? <laughs> like perpetual, mm -hmm. like a six team dynasty and then all the other teams. So anytime the smaller teams go up against the bigger teams, there's this potential for like this cosmic upset that the, that the club will like remember forever and none of all of that will go away. Right. And, and like you hear all this talk about like the NBA specifically, like trying to figure out how to eliminate tanking. Like people, do, people don't tank in European soccer because of this. this you can't. Is, You'll lose your money. Yeah. This is this is the worst. I did. And I like this is one of the beautiful things about like the Premier League that really differentiates itself from the sports leagues were used to. It's like these stakes are absolutely insane. Like, sure, you don't have playoffs or whatever, but this is like way bigger than that. Mm -hmm. 
this is awful. This is an awful, awful idea. Sunil Gulati has come out and said he's the president of FIFA right now. Has um, come out and said <coughs> that um, any player that uh, participates, any individual player that participates in the European Super League, will not be eligible for any FIFA run tournaments or. Um, uh, yeah, championships or anything like that. So, which means that, like the if this happens, the best elite players in the world would not be at the World Cup either. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> this is uh, an abortion of an idea. <laughs> is there? <laughs> do you know? Uh, like, what, has there been like any like big reaction to this in the soccer community? Is like this is like being treated like a really the idea by most people right absolutely everyone thinks this is a terrible idea and it will ruin everything about soccer the other thing that people think is that it is a complete inevitability because Mm. all of these big time owners like man city shake chelsea russian oligarch um Mm -hmm. arsenal fenway sports or does fenway sports own liverpool i can't remember which one it is uh, I forget. I think Fenway Group owns Liverpool. One or the other. Oh, it is. Um, no, it is. It is Liverpool. Oh yeah, because Arsenal, Stan Kroenke, yeah, like uh, American, right? Owns the Broncos, the Avalanche. He he used to he used to own like the Colorado Avalanche and the Nuggets. I think he moved on. He owns yeah. the Rams now in L.A. He's building that okay. fucking stadium out there. <laughs> okay, yeah. So none of these people are like from even the country that. Uh, these, so why do they care? They don't, they don't give a shit. No, no. You know what I mean? It's (laughs) like, so it almost feels like it's going to happen. Man U is owned by an American too. Um, I don't know about Barcelona. Um, I don't know about Bayern. I think, um, there's rules in Germany that, um, of course, Germany. I know Germans uh, and their rules. It has to be. (laughs) <laughs> well, in their nativist rules, it it has to be owned partly by ger- by the actual like uh, town or like the supporters or whatever. So that a certain amount of the ownership has to be German. That makes sense, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> a little too on the nose there, boys. <laughs> that's, a dark, uh, that's a dark path. PSG is. It is. PSG is literally owned by the um, United uh, Arab Emirates, the country. Right. (laughs) That's, God. European soccer is so insane. Like, I was just talking about, like, the virtues of how it's set up with, like, all the relegation and stuff. But, God, it is so corrupt. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, talking about uh, dynasties... You know what is really fun, too, is a failed attempt at a dynasty, which is what PSG basically has right now. They gathered up Neymar and Mbappe mm-hmm. and all these big names. Yeah. And they just, it's not, it's not happening. It's not going them. super well, right? So it was like yeah, a limp dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. They're like That's what the- they got. They paid $200 million for Neymar. Well, I mean, for a oil rich nation, that's not, that's, that's chump change. It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Well, I mean, if, a, if I guess if the Catholic Church can have their own football team, then why not an Arab Emirates have its own soccer team? Makes sense to me. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Irish nation. 
<laughs> oh, how are we doing? Oh, man. We got a lot of time to fill. This hour long, this hour long format's tough for us. It is it's kind of very tough. Well, and I've, I've been censoring <laughs> myself. If we put in all of the swears that we wanted to say, then we're, we're like at least 15 minutes We get another right five now. minutes at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's a mod- modest guest. <laughs> that's funny. I'm not like Will Smith. I can't be funny clean. <laughs> it just doesn't happen for or me. Or like uh, uh, Bill Cosby. It's a good example of that. Yeah, yeah. The He's ultimate good, good clean, clean comic. <laughs> the ultimate clean comic. Hey, if they're not conscious, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this podcast. No one's going to be conscious of it. And it just didn't happen. Yeah, it's perfect. We can say whatever we want. Let's uh, let's go deeper on uh, Bill Cosby. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! That's solid. I don't, I don't think you I've like heard that? the the Fat Albert impression from you. Yeah, just yeah, all right there, did it for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have one more topic, uh, and it kind of. Touches on a little bit of both of our sports. Uh, We did one kind of basketball-centric, one soccer-centric. The NBA announced recently that beginning next year, select players would be able to earn $125,000 to play in its G League for a year before entering the NBA draft. That's getting around the one and done. Mm -hmm. Uh, In addition, the NBA said players would receive training and life skills. There you go. Life skills. I got vague. life skills. It's vague. <laughs> it's vague. You're going to want to wear a condom yeah. almost all the time. I don't <laughs> care if she says she's on birth control. Yeah. This is the trap. This is the NBA basketball player Lit- trap. Literally at all times. Flaccid, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just have just it always on there. on there. Just in case. Yeah. Because <laughs> bitches trying to get you on the payroll. <laughs> Uh, still, why the hefty paycheck is enticing. Uh, the consensus among elite players is that college remains the better long-term option. Uh, Darius, th- these are like ex- excerpts from the, uh, a much longer article that we were reading. Uh, Darius Basley, uh, one of the blue chippers coming out last year, may shed some light on the G League option. Basley opted for the G League over playing at Syracuse this season. Last month, he signed an endorsement deal with New Balance worth $14 million with $1 million in guarantees. So it's not just the $125,000 they mm-hmm. can make. They're open to signing um, endorsement deals here, yes. too, uh, instead of spending it um, in indentured slavery yes. uh, for... <laughs> Uh, large major institutions that have uh, billions of dollars of endowment. Um, I, right. it, it's just insane how, how we uh, develop our talent in this country. I mean, we, we leave it up to our, high, uh, our places of education to, yes. to, to develop our elite athletes. That makes no sense. They should right. be able to join the G League when they're 16. It's like you can yes. sign a professional contract uh, in Europe at 16. Yeah. So the so the reason like the the uh, I guess thesis statement if you will of this 
article we're reading is that uh, people are still uh, preferring the college route, right? Yes. Yeah. Even though a lot of these players' uh, priority is to make a lot of money quickly. Um, so what I think, I, well, I, I want to hear what you think about this, but the, so the reason to do college instead of this is the exposure, right? Yes. Yep. You get the you get the limelight, the main stage, yep. and so your draft stock will be higher than the no name G League, which is not even televised. Or can you get that on like ESPN? You plus, you can plus. get it. You can get that. You can get that somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly where. Yeah. Uh, maybe some sort of like illegal stream from <laughs> Croatia or something. I don't know. But LeBron James's cell phone is he? Yeah. Come on, Bronny. Come on, Bronny. <laughs> so. The NCAA, they're not going to pay athletes. They're not. That's no, not going. That's to not going to happen. That's um, not going to happen. Now, I, I want to present an even more infeasible. It would be infeasible or unfeasible. Sure, one of those mm-hmm. uh, solution. Like this is not going to happen. But. Tell me this would not solve the problem for football, basketball, any of these things. Stop televising college athletics. Oh, that's controversial. (laughs) Does that not solve the problem? Of course it can't happen. Of course it can't. Yeah. But that solves the problem, doesn't it? I, I mean, I just think that you have to find a way to have a development league that is advertised and promoted in the similar, maybe it could be like a JV game where, Mm -hmm. uh, they're played before NBA games. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. So that you can just tell, uh, televise it then like wham, bam, right. Well, double, double header. And I, I agree with you that like college shouldn't be like these, like the, basis where we like learn to play these sports to go pro like these like development no it's ridiculous things but uh as I, i'm not saying abolish college athletics i'm saying don't televise it because it might be valuable to a kid to play on his football team at college right mm-hmm. like that's that's not an inherently bad thing but just don't televise it and that removes the incentive. Then you're just playing because you like to play and it, it helps you in some way. It's good for you, you know? Yeah, that's a that's a utopian idea. I mean, I think most people. Yes, it's, it's absurd. It's an absurd idea. But I'm just <laughs> like saying. watching college football and college basketball. I think that you take all of the elite athletes. This is the this is the. The fallacy, I think, that's working here. And it's proven in the championship. That's the second division below the Premier League. Yeah. Um, Most English people will tell you that the championship is more exciting, more Mm. competitive, and more interesting of a game to watch than the Premier League. The Premier League is a little tight and, you know, it's it's such a high level that that sometimes nothing goes on. Whereas you can get five goals in the last 10 minutes of a championship game. It's just like a barn burner, you know? Um, And so I think that the fallacy is that high level athletes add to the college 
athletics product. And that if we don't have these blue chip athletes, then no one's going to watch. I think that's exactly opposite. If you send all the blue chip athletes to a development league, people will watch that because that would be great. And people will watch the corn fed white boys chuck threes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> for Iowa State, exactly. Uh, beating Kentucky or something like they will, and and it'll be all these like stories of people growing up wanting to play for UK, and you know that now they can't because it's like a semi-pro team. But if you take all of the good players out, you'll have all the heart players. And isn't that what everyone loves about the big dance? Everyone loves about March well, that's what Madness, everyone all the claims to like about it. I don't know what anyone likes about college basketball in reality <laughs> yeah and if your top players in college basketball are juniors and seniors which they aren't now they're freshmen and sophomore now because of the one and done yeah I mean, yeah um, you're like lucky then if you're gonna sophomores. get a better product you're gonna get a better basketball yes. product yes if the top players have been playing there for two three four years and so if you take all the athletes out of college basketball i think college basketball improves absolutely it's actually a better product yes and the people that are meaning to do this for a living can actually start making money and they're yeah. and maybe then if, if they're making some money maybe they even like stay in the development league longer and they're better when they come into the nba than if they had spent one year at college because they can't afford to stay there no, they can't afford to stay there. And the people that do stay there will make the basketball be- a product better. And they probably won't make the NBA anyway, but that's okay. That still yeah. will be a good product. And now you have three. You have three streams of content, right? And that Instead makes the NBA two. better ultimately too. It does. It does. And I feel like that if you if you go into, if you get drafted into something like the G League, right, then you don't have to get drafted yeah. um, into then you don't go into the draft. This is the thing that's weird about this is that they go into the G League for a year and then they go back into the draft, right? Mm -hmm. And I think they should get drafted into the G League, opt in or opt out of that draft. And if they opt out, they can go into the, just straight into the NBA draft after um, college. Mm -hmm. Or if they opt into their draft, they sign a one-year deal, right? Yeah. And then they are an unrestricted free agent after that. And they get to actually, they are the blue chippers, right? They get to actually pick where they want to play. So they don't have to get stuck in Cleveland if they don't want to be in Cleveland. You know what I mean? If they don't want to get drafted by a tank team, then they don't have to go to a tank team. They can be like, oh, I actually want to take less money and go play for Golden State and make them better. Right. Exactly. I think we just just fixed basketball. We we fixed basketball. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) You're welcome, man. We like one sports podcast, and we just fixed basketball. This this is right? easy. Right. And 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 the 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 first tiny little step is stop televising college sports. <laughs> Problem solved. That is a terrible idea. My idea is so much better. <laughs> Make them all true amateur athletes. Like it. Like th- yeah. that would be so much better. And I I, could, I think you could do the same for football. You make a a, yep. a development league where you put all the the best players, and maybe you make it touch. They don't have to. They can you know pack them in cotton wool. Yeah, absolutely. Save them, save them for the NFL or something. Yeah, save their 
fertile, precious brains to be destroyed uh, when they're making millions of dollars <laughs> of a year, which is... Yeah. You want a nice, plump, fresh brain to destroy mm-hmm. nice. by the time they... Nice swole, swole brain. Or I yeah, guess swole, swole brain is the uh, after effects. You got it backwards. Yeah. Yeah, you want a nice, big, nice, big, juicy brain to swole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you're listening, you know, we love you. And maybe, you know, someone, uh, some other people you'd be willing to let us, who'd be this this copy. I feel like they mess it up every time too. Some other people you'd be willing to let us, who'd be willing to let us love them too. There it is. Who'd be willing to let us love them too. Take it from the top. Let me touch you. Let me touch your grandma. Let me give your grandma a bath. I'll water your plants. <laughs> do, do you remember that old uh, Adam Sandler bit? I do not. Let the boy water your plants. <laughs> Let the boy wash your grandma. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he was like helping around the house. I can, I can watch your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know someone uh, who's a fan of, okay, we're supposed to say some things that happened. Oh, um, um, Carmelo uh, Anthony. If you're yeah, Anthony fan. If you're uh, a fan of the Yankees uniforms on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, mm-hmm. um, if you're a fan of uh, injecting ending brain indentured servitude, <laughs> yeah, injecting brain tumor juice, yeah, into your muscles. <laughs> It's Urban's fast-acting brain, fast-acting brain juice. By the way, like, like, let's hold up a second. What Taters. kind of name is Urban anyway? You can't name a white kid that. Well, his sister is Rural. You know that, right? Well, he should be. Oh, oh wait. Oh, his, his twin sister is Rural. That's no. the. Yeah, Urban Myers has a twin sister named Rural. Man, I am so much more out on him than I already was. <laughs> Urban and rule. Haters. That. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, no. We, we're supposed to shoot him a link then of the episode if you know somebody that likes brain juice. <laughs> yeah. If you know someone that likes brain juice, then hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. Sports, sports, sports. Up. Sports X3 well, on Twitter, it. I think, right? Yeah, they have it. They have all the links. I know. Well, but I'm see if I got the name right. Sports X3 yeah. on Twitter. Yes. Sports X3. Hit us up. We are not liable. Uh, they're not liable for any of this content, by the way. They're not liable for this content. Well, that's it. We did it. Episode 64. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the guru, Mikey, Jet Belly Music, the commissioner, Brandon Caspern, and the honorary ball boy this week is... It's us, Nathan, for hosting this show. It is us. It's us. Oh We're the ball God. men. We're the ball boys. I Good thought job. you were going to... It's just a mirror looking at me. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. I think we did a pretty good job. We did it. We did it. We did sports. <laughs> Have a good Thanksgiving, guys. Bye. Yeah.